First in the morning, SAFM Sunrise with Stephen Grutis. The Higher Education Minister, Dr. Bladen Zamanda, is, I understand, now looking at the implications of a report by a professor that found the University of South Africa, UNISA, should be placed under administration. The report hasn't been published or gazetted yet, from what I can see, but it is reported that it found that over 200,000 rand was spent on sheer curtains for the official residence of the Vice-Chancellor, Professor Poleng Lankapula. 8,000 rand spent on vacuuming lessons for a house that only has carpets on its stairs. It's all just so incredible. Dr. Sean Muller uh, is a Senior Research Fellow at the Johannesburg Institute for Advanced Study. Dr. Muller, good morning and thanks for your time. Hi, Stephen. And thanks for having me. The headlines are all about the curtains, but the real story here is about students. They've been complaining for years about UNISA. We've been taking some of their calls, crying out for help. Do you believe this is the first step in sorting those problems out? Um, well, Stephen, hopefully it is a step towards sorting out those issues. And those issues are, as you imply, manifestation of uh, deeper problems in the institution. I think the, the headlines, I, I'd also been relying on, on those headlines that, that you referred to in some of my commentary thus far. I actually have now seen a copy of the report, which seems to be circulating uh, amongst some senior academics and others on university councils. Um, and I have to say, I'm, I'm a bit disconcerted about what I think is a disjuncture between those headlines and what's in the report. And I think the report itself, uh, frankly, looks a little weak. Um, on some of these issues, uh, particularly when it comes to the vice chancellor. I think that the case against her looks quite weak. Um, the issues around the university council seem to be um, more definitive. And I think in that regard, it's important to mention that there was a previous report. Um, I think there were, there were five uh, individuals who are involved in that, all, all very credible individuals. Um, and they proposed that UNISA should be placed under administration. And that was before the current vice chancellor took office. So a lot of these issues are not new. They are structural. Um, and uh, the additional issues about the VC, well, certainly there probably needs to be a bit more investigation there, but they're not the crux of the matter. The issue then, I mean, and we see this time and time again in our higher education institutions, and there's so many examples of this, but there seems to almost be a structural problem in higher education. We live in a very difficult society. I don't need to tell you that. Um, so, so the question then becomes is how do we avoid this pattern repeating and repeating and repeating at higher education institutions? Right. I mean, I think one of the problems with, with higher education institutions, um, and particularly certain kinds of universities, is they tend to fly under the radar of accountability. And that's partly because of the provisions in place, which quite rightly seek to protect institutional autonomy and academic freedom. But that kind of, to some degree, leaves universities to run themselves. And when you have uh, um, an institution that um, is corrupt or is weak in, in terms of accountability, that can lead to problems that multiply over time. And then you find yourself you know, in a crisis. We see what's happening at the University of Fort Hare, where the vice chancellor has been trying to sort of clean up issues there and um, people have been killed. You know, it's, it's, it's very extreme, but it's not the first time. University of Zululand, uh, a similar thing happened. So I think the problem is that the universities fly under the radar. Um, that's also because I think with the media, the media doesn't always understand how universities work and how accountability mechanisms are supposed to work. But also it's, the numbers are not always as big. You know, you're talking about 200,000 rand for curtains, okay. But, you know, as you know, when we talk about ESCOM, we're talking tens of billions of rand. And understandably, investigative journalists are more likely to focus on that. Um, but I think what's often underestimated are the, um, the ripple effects of universities. Uh, and one of the issues 
I've also been trying to raise is, is a kind of a form of corruption that isn't really recognized, where you have senior academics, people who become professors based on publishing in predatory journals. Now, that might seem like a, a small issue, but those are people who, who um, supervise PhD students, who advise policymakers, um, who, who train new academics. So if you've got people who are basically frauds in these senior academic positions, it has a ripple effect on broader society beyond these, these narrow, important but narrow issues of, of financial mismanagement um, and, and, and sort of uh, violating um, institutional procedure. I mean, what you're talking about is the very creation of knowledge, the most important thing that we do as humans. That's one of the reasons we're also upset at the reading results this week. But the creation of knowledge is being tampered with by predatory journals. The knowledge that we're creating, that we think we're creating, is not as rigorous, it's not as factual, it's not as scientific, it's not as academic as it should be. No, it isn't. Uh, Stephen, you might remember some years ago, I think we did an interview on another issue, and I said one of the one of the nettles we really need to grasp, to use that turn of phrase in South Africa, is, is, in, is, is the issue of mediocrity. Um, it's not that South Africa doesn't have the potential to be a great country, but but there is an embedded mediocrity. And part of that, a significant part of it, in my view, does come from the apartheid era. I made a presentation to Parliament, I think it was in 2021, where I referred to what I called the original sins of the post-apartheid academy. And one of those was basically leaving universities to their own devices, not addressing the question of how did all these academics who were appointed during the apartheid era, were they appointed on merit? Had they actually, did they have the relevant qualifications, you know, given that 80%, 90% of the population was excluded from those kinds of posts? So I think South African academia was deeply mediocre when the transition happened. And that wasn't really addressed. And some of the issues are seeing now, and it's important to mention this because there is a habit, you know, South Africa, racial dynamics remain very polarized and people tend to project their own racial prejudices onto these issues. When I talk about mediocrity and corruption and so forth, I'm talking across the demographic spectrum, black, white, other racial groups, across gender groups and so forth. It is not limited to a particular group. Um, but the point I'm making is that, you know, so let's say, for example, um, in, in this particular report, there's a line, I forget the exact wording, but it sort of suggests that academics need to step up in Senate. And then, you know, because the problems are identified in management at council with the VC and so forth. And the structure of, of our universities, um, admirably, uh, through, through the Constitution and, and through the Higher Education Act, is that academics are really supposed to be the core of the university. They can actually determine what happens from Senate. So part of this report is saying academics and senior academics need to step up um, in Senate and make sure that the right things happen in UNISA. Well, that's a nice idea, but what happens if a lot of your senior academics are basically frauds because they've gotten their positions from publishing in predatory journals or extremely low quality journals or through cronyistic practices? Well, then that strategy is not going to work. So I think there is an institutional cleanup required. These issues are not just limited to UNISA, but you know we can stick to talking about that institution for now. One additional issue that I want to raise, Stephen, while we have time, is inconsistency in standards applied across institutions. So in my view, the kind of newspaper headlines we're seeing in relation to um, Lenkambula at, um, at UNISA are quite different to the ones we've seen for Vim de Villiers at Stellenbosch. And actually, I think the misconduct, the apparent misconduct on the part of the VC at Stellenbosch is more clear cut than that of the uh, VC at UNISA. Dr. Sean Muller, thank you very much indeed. Senior Research Fellow at the Johannesburg Institute for Advanced Study at the University of Johannesburg. Interesting point, a culture or sort of an acceptance of mediocrity. Do you agree? 86